Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. We want to welcome you to Experience Life Church. We just believe this is the time that God is going to minister to you and bless you and touch you and encourage you, help you, heal you, motivate you. I just believe God's got something good for us today. Don't you believe that? Yes, I do. I always know that every day God has something good. Whether we feel like it or not, God has something good. You know, I was sharing with someone this morning very dear to me that uh, they were saying life was unfair. Well, life really is unfair, but God is fair. Amen. Amen. Can't we say amen to that? Amen. God is fair. And by the way, glad to have you back. Well, thank you, dear. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, as you well know, I spent a week in Mexico <laughs> by myself. Well, actually, I had a, a, a pastor, a minister friend that's been friends over 50 years that uh, went along with us just to be a, a, a companion and uh, help assist me in different things and such a blessing to be there. But she was supposed to go and uh, she did a marvelous job here last Sunday morning. Wow. I'm telling you, I, I thought about just sitting down and saying, I'll be your support and you just stake over the preaching because you do so good. Uh, I, I'll just help give you a little scripture along <laughs> and a little, little, Now little we need pastor. Oh. <laughs> you, you need me? I oh, need you. Well, uh, <laughs> and now, they need you. Okay, now I feel okay. Okay, now. well, now. I just wanted to build you up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, uh, I, I appreciate that so much. But she did do a marvelous job, didn't she? Well, you know, this is a day that we were talking in the car along with our, our friend, uh, an evangelist, world evangelist, Mike Francine, who's uh, visiting with us for a few days. Uh, we were talking this morning on the way to church. A lot of people in the world are hurting. And during this time of hurt, we want ELC, the people are ELC. Experience Life Church is a name but you are ELC. And we all make it together a family, and we want to be a part of healing those hurts for people in this room and those that watch us abroad. That's the reason why we're here. And we have such a lovely praise and worship team, and we're just grateful for them. And they're, they're here to minister in worship. And... You know, sometimes I look at my watch and I think about the worship. And I know many, many times people are in a hurry. Most of the time people are in a hurry. But if we can enjoy everything in the world, why can't we expand the worship just a little bit to where it just doesn't have to be two songs or whatever. When, when we are singing or worshiping, we're talking about the goodness of God. Well, people fail to realize that there are healings and miracles that takes place during praise and worship exactly. because we're praising the King of Kings. And so while praise and worship is going on, you believe for your healing and God will touch you during Amen. praise and worship. Amen. Well, I'm expecting. So David Carpenter and you lovely ladies and Matt, 
Let's worship God this morning. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand if you would. Lift your hands to the Lord. We're going to welcome him by just verbally out of the abundance of your heart. Begin to speak to the Lord. Would you do that right now? Oh, Father, we love you, God. We praise you, Lord. There is none like you. You are higher than the heavens, Lord. But yet you reign on our heart. You're here in this place today. Holy Spirit, come and breathe across this place. Breathe across this place now. Oh, Father, we glorify you. We worship you. Come on, just from the abundance of your heart, tell him. Tell him about how much you love him. Tell him of his goodness. Tell him of his goodness. Oh, God, you are so good. You are so good. Oh, we glorify you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. There is none like you. Oh, none like you. Oh, you're our all in all. We glorify you, Lord. We worship you, Father. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love you, Lord. For your mercies never fail me And all my days Have been laid in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing Of the goodness Would everybody sing that with me? I love you For your mercies never fails me And all my days I've been laid in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God And all my life You have led me through the fires 
Anybody in here, can you relate? You have ever been walking to a fire in your life? And he leads you and it says, and you are close like no other. I've known you as a father.
across this place. You that are watching, lift your hands. I believe and feel in my spirit there's a fresh anointing. All of gladness that's coming into your heart right now. Poured from the throne of God. Let's all sing with your hands lifted. God is so good. God is so
in his presence right here. He is here. He is here. And where his presence is, there's peace. Where his presence is, there's fresh anointing. Where his presence is, there's all of gladness. Where his presence is, there's peace of mind. Where his presence is, there's joy unspeakable. Where his presence is, there is freedom. Where His presence is, there's an illuminated path which we follow. Whatever you need, just soak in His presence and let Him surround you right now. Let Him wrap His arms around you right now. Oh, Ramakai. Surround 
I can truly say this morning that I adore his holy name. Yes, yes, yes. That name Jesus is just a beautiful name. Yes. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. The Bible says that Jesus is Lord. I'm so grateful for you making a choice to let Jesus be Lord of your life. I'm so glad that one day when I was just a kid, I surrendered to Jesus and I said an eternal yes. Over the years, I've had many things to contend with, but I never, never changed my mind about saying yes to Jesus. So I pray you are the same. Father, we thank you this morning for each person that's a part of this service today. Bless those over in Kenya that's a part of our service today. Those that's in other parts of the world, Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama. And Father, we just pray for Benji over in Mississippi this morning. That's such a part of this church and ministry. Let healing come to him. God, we speak to Darlene over in Athens, Georgia today for healing. God, many others that have called and texted and sent messages of need in prayer today. Our brother in Kenya, his daughter, bring healing there, Lord, we pray. And just bless our day today that we will focus on you. And thank you for meeting all of our needs. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn around and look at somebody and say, you sure are looking good today, and then you may be seated. Amen, amen, amen. Well, you know it's so good to be back at home. It was good to go away and minister to a lot of people. And um, we were actually in two locations. I did Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, a very, very large ministry center. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday over in another place over on the coast was actually in Tampico, Mexico. And boy, did they feed me. Wow. I'm telling you. And somebody said, well, was the food good? The food was delicious. It was delicious. Thank you all of my friends in Mexico for the treatment. We were with Bobby and Lynn Crow, who've been our friends for over 40 years, and then with another pastor that I met several years ago down there. And um, who's Mexican descent, and their church is just awesome. And I, I, I did this last Sunday. I mean, I haven't seen the video, but my son David has. And I was greeting you from um, this place. I know I, I greeted you last week, but that was a recording that I'd done on, on uh, Wednesday night, I think, or Friday, Thursday night. And then Friday we moved over to Tampico, and... Um, Pastor Sharon was supposed to be with me, and it was a big, big, hundreds of ladies. And I had to take her place. I said, I've never preached in a ladies' meeting before, but it was fun. 
I think I enjoyed that as much as anything to get to do that, but not fill her shoes. I can't do that. And I said, what were you going to preach on? What were you going to talk about? So she started telling me, and I wrote down notes. And so when I got up, I said, I'm just going to have to tell you what my wife said. She's not here to say it. But anyway, it was a wonderful time. So David, if you have that little video I created, this is Life Sunday now. Um, and I was greeting you, and I don't Good morning, ELC. Buenas, no, buenos días, Iglesia. Wow, what a privilege it is to be with you today. Qué privilegio estar con ustedes hoy. And it's also a joy to be in Tampico, Mexico. Y también es un gozo estar en Tampico, acá en México. I'm preaching at Resurrection Church. Estoy uh, predicando en la Iglesia Restauración. It has been absolutely awesome. Y es asombroso estar aquí. With Pastor Juan and Angelica. Con los pastores Juan y Angelica. Such beautiful pastors. Pastores hermosos. That have loved me. Que me han amado. Has accepted me. Me han aceptado. And they have become great friends of ours. Y se han vuelto muy buenos amigos de nosotros. And I just want to introduce. Y quiero presentarles. Part of their congregation. Aparte de su congregación. This is our third service today. Este es el tercer servicio de hoy. So you only get to see a third of the congregation. Así que solamente la tercera parte de la congregación van a poder ver. The congregation at Resurrection Church. Pero quiero pedirle a la congregación de la Iglesia Restauración que se pare en estos momentos y dé un grito fuerte de alabanza al cielo. Aleluya. Aleluya. Thank you so much. Muchas gracias. Now I wanted. Welcome. Thank you. Gracias. Bienvenido. Thank Dicen. you. Gracias. Now I wanted our church. Ahora quiero que la iglesia. To see these lovely pastors. Vea estos hermosos pastores. Su iglesia de. They didn't hear me well ago when I was talking to you. No me escucharon cuando estaba hablando con ustedes. But they have a place in my heart. Pero estas personas tienen un lugar en mi corazón. That I don't have the words to communicate. Que no tengo palabras para comunicarme. How much I love them. En el cuanto les amo. And appreciate them. Y cuanto les aprecio. Thank you so much for Muchas the invitation to speak to your lovely congregation. Gracias por permitirme predicar a su hermosa iglesia. Te amamos. Eres una bendición. We love Eres you. un You're gran amigo. Tú y tu esposa tienen un lugar especial con nosotros. Place in our heart with us. Les amamos. We love you. We love you. Thank you. Thank Gracias. you. Thank you. Now, as I said, you just got to see a third of the congregation, but they were so loving. Uh, I just enjoy going there to speak and minister. And um, 
It's always good, though, to be back home with family. And thank you for allowing me to do this. And, of course, they, they just asked me when I was coming back, and I said, well, i got to take care of business at home before I get to come back. And they want Pastor Sharon to come back next time. But anyway, just working for God is special. Doing things for Him is really wonderful. And before we go any further, I'm going to ask David Carpenter and Don and Karen if they will sing a song. David was singing this song to me, and I just loved it so much. I know, I know time is of an essence. But you know what? Why can't we just take time to worship the Lord? So I want them to sing this song this morning. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Over every heart and every mind Cause I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus I just want to speak the name of Jesus To every starts to break declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak the name of Jesus over fear and all anxiety to every soul held captive by depression I speak Jesus let's sing that together
song and what an anointing I speak Jesus that is so precious so precious 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 thank you so much I, I hate to ask y'all to keep standing here but I'm gonna want I gotta do a couple of things it's gonna take me two or three minutes five minutes so if you want to move you can if you want to stay you can stay I just think that the name of Jesus is the most beautiful name in the world because he's our Lord and our Savior. And I'm so grateful that Jesus is Lord of my life. And I pray that he's Lord of your life. And when we come together like this, we just can't come to celebrate him and let his healing virtue go into our hearts and lives. Amen. Amen. Uh, I have my friend, Mike Francine, who is a world evangelist. And um, I know you're not going to be able to see this out in the um, uh, 
people that's watching and you can barely see this, but this is one of Mike's uh, books, Living the Dream, and it's so filled with thousands and thousands of people giving their heart and life to Jesus Christ. Personally, out of the people that are alive, he's probably the one I know that's met, led more than anybody that I know that's alive now to Jesus. He's literally led millions of people to Jesus. And we're just taking some time together to just spend some time encouraging one another, praying for one another. And I'd like for Mike to just come and greet us this morning, if he will. Uh, let's welcome Mike Francine, would you? It's always good to see you, Don, Sharon, love you, and uh, some of my dearest friends for many, many years, and uh, so I'm excited to be here with you and uh, just spend some time, and, and we are co-authoring a book together. I'm going to announce it, so <laughs> there's going to be no getting out of it. The book is entitled I Hurt, and I believe it will be out this month. Wow, <laughs> you are thinking big. <laughs> Too many people in the body of Christ have put a pause on your purpose. You can't afford to catch what they have. When you're driven by God's purpose, he's going to drive some people out of your life. Because there's some people in your life that can't go to the place that God is taking you. So keep the gift of goodbye, okay? And, you know, pastors down in Sharon, they've been such dear friends for so many years. And, and Ephesians says that God gives apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Why? For your perfecting. So every Sunday... When Pastor Sharon, when Pastor Don stand up here and give you your, they're giving you a gift. Yeah. Last Sunday, Pastor Sharon gave a gift. I watched it because I, I had to watch it to the end because I didn't know what she was going to pull out of that bag next. <laughs> and, and, so, and, and so when Pastor Sharon shares, when, when Pastor Don shares, they're giving you a gift. But too many people in the churches all over the world, they take that gift and you sit it under your chair and you forget to take it home when you go back. Take this gift home. Use it every day. Play with it every day. Work with it every day. Because it's a gift for your life. That's why you're here today. But Don and Sharon, I love you guys dearly. Look forward to getting this book finished this week. <laughs> this week, did y'all hear that? Yeah, we got to get it printed by this month. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, Mike. <laughs> thanks for putting the pressure on. Thanks for putting the pressure on. Well, um, we're going to receive our offerings and just hold off on bringing the containers down here just a moment. You know, I never want to stop you here in the church from the liberty of coming and laying your offering on the, uh, the platform. I know many of you give, but i just like for us to do it at one time. It's okay for you to do it anytime you want to, now, later, earlier. But I am going to put, ask them to bring the containers in just a moment, but... You know, I really want you in our audience to be a part financially with what we're doing. You may, not, you may not have much, but did you know every dollar counts? And for us to go, and we, we were, had the privilege of leading over 400 people to Christ last week. Isn't that awesome? And that's because of ELC and the people that support ELC. And 
400 people coming into the kingdom of God is, is, is something, if you ask me. And I haven't led millions like Mike has, but I do what I can. And then, you know, we sent, we've got videos. I, I don't have time to show you today, but I'm going to try to bring you a few, few clips of the people's home we helped restore in the Philippines. They, they give us, sent us more videos of individuals where those, those 10 that we bought them for their roof went to their house and they're putting them on. And then the, the um, generators that we sent, they're still having to use those because some places have not been restored with power yet. And so they're still having to charge their cell phones and everything right off of the generators that we sent. So you that's a part of us somewhere in the world, there's the place you can go to on the website you'll see that page come up and then over on the right is the little thing that you click and you can be a part of helping us spread the gospel to the world doing humanitarian things as we do and feed our children we feed a hundred children every day a hundred day, every day we feed a hundred children well five days a week because we give them we have a school there we give them academics and we have a hundred people enrolled there every year and we give them academics and we give them the Bible. I think there's two hours of Bible teaching along with the rest of being academics. So we are doing our best to touch as many people possible. So as you get your tithe and offerings, they'll bring the containers down now. We're going to pray and ask God's blessings on you. And when you give, I just believe you're going to have increase in your life. Father, as we pray over the offering today, we thank you, Lord, for this privilege and this opportunity that you have given us to spread the gospel and the word. So as each person gives here, there, wherever they may be, their tithes and their offerings, bless them abundantly in Jesus' name. Amen. While you're coming, I want them to do this part of this song again. I, I, I just love this song, I Speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus Over every heart and every mind Cause I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus Would you join me and sing that? I just want to speak the name of Jesus Over every heart and every mind Cause I know there is peace within your presence I speak
nothing like the name of Jesus. Can you say amen to that? Thank you so much. Well, it's a blessing to have the opportunity to minister the Word of God. And I want to speak to you a few minutes about pursuing godly character. Let me say up front, the things that I'm going to say come from the Bible, not my opinion. I want everyone to understand that my convictions and your convictions are maybe different. And I would never want to be a person that tries to get you to surrender to my convictions. I'm not the judge and jury. I would not judge anybody. But when I preach, I'm only preaching what the Word says. And God is the judge. God is the jury, not me. I'm just the messenger. So when I speak today and what I say from the Word of God, realize I'm only doing it as a messenger to see you have your desire to reach higher. You know, my mother was a um, strong, ultra-Pentecostal lady. She had very strict beliefs. And, and many times the only thing that I would see with my mom was she wanted everybody to have the same convictions that she had about her lifestyle. But as she grew older, God helped me to let her see she has no right to bring someone under her convictions that each one of us has to deal with our walk with God and let God, our, our convictions be what, what is real. Our conscience be our guide. So as I speak this morning, in no way whatsoever am I judging anybody or talking down to anyone. But I do think that as we grow in life, we need to be pursuing and making sure our character is stable, strong, and built on the right foundation. You know, I was... Uh, looking at a, a person that I know well and, and, and they were saying some things on social media. And you know, we, we got different denominations, we got different ministries and 
And I don't feel like any of us have a right to throw stones at each other. I, I think what God wants us to do is just reveal Christ in love. And so I saw these, I, I read some till I realized this hurts because one maybe have the lights and the smoke and all they have. I'm not, I don't care how many lights you have or how much smoke you have in there. Just, just have the Holy Ghost in there. Uh, I know the church where I was, you just saw, they have the smoke and they have the lights and so forth. And, and I guess he thinks I'm too old for the lights and, the, and so they didn't use them. And um, that's okay that they didn't use them, but again, it has nothing to do whether he uses them or yet doesn't use them. I know the man. And so here on this social media, I heard preachers calling others idiots. Well, I didn't hear it. I read it. <laughs> and I thought, you know, how can this be that you're setting yourself up as a judge over these others because they have a different philosophy or a different belief? Just because they're using lights and smoke doesn't make them an idiot. Thank you. So I, I want to say that when I speak or preach, I'm never trying to get you to do exactly what I would do because you have to work out your own soul salvation with God. And so as I speak this morning, I want you to realize I'm giving you a message. I'm the messenger. I'm not your judge. Amen. And I've been talking about this. This is the third lesson on character, and today, as I said, I'm calling it the pursuit of character. I'm always, in my lifetime, want to be better, and I'm far from being where I need to be. Do I make mistakes? Of course I do. Do I, do I miss the mark? Of course I miss the mark. But again, I'm not justifying the fact that I do. I'm just saying that I'm a human being, and sometimes I don't make the goal. But God is gracious and forgives me when I don't make the goal. Amen. Amen. Now, the character of a person really reveals who you are. The decisions that we make in tough times determines our character. Our character reveals or leads us to those decisions, whether they're good or not good. So I want you to think about what I'm saying here today. Your character is so loud among, among your constituents and your sphere of influence that it speaks louder than your words. I often tell people, and I've said it several times here, you can say one thing, but when you do something different than what you say, then I believe what you do more than what you say. Yes. And, and I say this, your character is not stagnant or dormant, just staying. It's either deteriorating or it's progressing. And so we have to daily look at ourselves with the Word of God and see where we are. It's the, the character is the internal script that will determine our response to failure and success, mistreatment and emotional pain. You know, I see many people that's got emotional pain and hurt because they've been hurt with someone trying to get even with words, actions, and things they do, trying to fight their battles. But what I'm teaching you is you don't have to get angry and filled with anger 
because someone did something to you that they shouldn't. And you need to learn, as I, to let God deal with things. And when he deals with things, you, you can be safe because God is going to protect you and help you. Now, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 9, and this is coming from the Passion Translation. It says, the one who walks in integrity will experience a fearless confidence in life. Wow. A fearless confidence in life. You know, I, I'm, I'm looking at this book on the platform here that Mike, Mike Francine just released recently. And it says, living the dream. Many people never even have a dream. Some people never live their dream because there's so many issues personally that they haven't discarded. They can't live that kind of a life. But the Bible says the, the one who walks in integrity will experience fearless confidence in life, but the ones who's devious will eventually be exposed. You know, the Bible says, be sure your sins will find you out. So what I'm saying to you is God sees everything we do, so we can't hide from him. We may hide or put a mask on to hide our 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 lifestyle, but God sees. So we don't need to try to be better for somebody. We need to be better for ourselves where God will be pleased, it, pleased with us. See, like it or not, intentional or not, your character is on display to a watching world. My children, my children as I grew, they grew up and as they're uh, adults now, they look at my character, it shows. And I pray that I have been able to show them many good things more than bad things. And if they're going to follow one of my traits, I want them to follow the good traits that I have in my life. See, it's no secret about our character because it's going to show. It's showing because of the unique and unveilable role character is in our personal actions and interactions. And I say this too often when I'm talking about character. To me, character is like blood to my body. If my blood level gets low, you know, people have to have transfusions. My father, several years before he died, his, blood, his body did not make enough blood, so they had to give him transfusions from time to time. And people that have no blood in their body can't live. So character is like blood to your body or it's like breathing to, through your lungs. And so this COVID thing, what has it done? It's attacked people's lungs to where they can't breathe. And so when they can't breathe, they can't live. I know Sharon's uh, cousin who, who just, just in the last few days, he was only 66, uh, a, a, a beautiful, awesome uh, man. But he kept to the place he had COVID. He couldn't breathe. He had no underlying conditions. Some people say, well, you know, it's this, this, this. But, you know, and Sharon's been in touch with her cousin, and we've talked. But he had no, no, he could not breathe. So finally, when he couldn't breathe, what happened? He left this world. So integrity to us is the same as bread and blood to our life, and we should strive to have the kind of character 
that reveals Jesus. The Bible says that we're the light of the world. The Bible says that we're the salt of the earth. We need to be real salty. You know, one of the things that happened to me when I was in Mexico, they, they're not, the, the, the Mexican chefs there, they don't salt the food very much at all. So I found myself uh, asking for salt at every meal that I had. So the food didn't taste as good to me without the salt. So we are the salt to the world, and even though there's all of this crazy stuff going on in the world, God wants us to start saltiness all around by our lifestyle and by our character. See, I, I know there's, there's people that's got many gifts, and the Bible says your gift will make room for you. Your gifts and the talents are wonderful, but, and it gets you indoors, but what keeps you there? It should be your character that keeps you, if, if you get into a place and you're the spotlight or, or you're focused on, don't, be, don't let it go to your head that, look how great I am, how wonderful I am. God has just given you a talent. He's given us a talent to be a blessing and also bless ourselves. But it's not only for you selfishly, your talent, it's to be shared with others, but at the same time, we need character standing in the spotlight, wherever it may be, or in the shadows. If your life is, is lived in the shadows, you, you need to be the light that removes the shadow by your character. See, your character, can, uh, your character uh, will keep you strong if you will allow it to, to get through every circumstance in life. I'm going to say something, and I want you to think about this. Character does not compromise and follow wrong. Character does not compromise and follow wrong. It does what is right, and I want you to notice, even if it's not popular. Now, I want you to think about those words. Character will do the right thing, even if it's not popular. Character does not run from problems, but will stay the course and find resolve. I see many people today, I, I know people today, and this is not a judgmental statement, but they turn their back as if the problem will go away. This is a lack of character when you turn your back on problems that you need to be dealing with, not running from. Amen? Amen. Now, I've mentioned here, uh, Pastor Sharon spoke last week, and, and, and you know, she's a woman of character. You know, I, I kid, kid with you a lot about her and, and the things she does, and, and, and you know, how she takes my coffee cup away when I got it half, half done, you know, and, and then the other night we were watching television, she was watching television, and I sat down and she said, you can watch whatever you want to watch if you'd like something different. Well, I appreciated the permission <laughs> that I could turn the channel if I so desired. Uh, and it goes on and on, you know. Uh, I, I, Mike was a little more bolder than I was last night after dinner. He got up and helped with the dishes. But I, I get pushed out of the way. Uh, so maybe, Mike, you're a better dish, dishwasher than me. Uh, but anyway, what I'm trying, trying to communicate to you is this wonderful woman that God put in my life, 
almost 60 years ago. Well, it is 60 years ago through the time we uh, met each other. This awesome woman that God has put in my life has helped me even in the areas of continuing my pursuit of godly character just to be the man that I need to be. Sometimes I, 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 I don't try to prove to her. I don't, I don't try to uh, say I'm stronger or better than she is. I just want to be the person that makes her smile. I want to be the person that lifts her up. And I'm so grateful that God gave me a woman like Sharon Clowers, Sharon Coulter Clowers. I'm so grateful. And so I want you to realize it's probably been our character that has kept us together. See, I don't think love necessarily will, will keep you there because a lot of people are in love, but, you know, they don't talk and act like they're in love. Because love many times, as I've said, is a decision. But in these, these 60 years, it's been our character in times and places we've been, especially when our son was killed. It was our character that, and our love for God that brought us through when our son was killed. So character does not, when you have character, you don't run from problems, but you will stay the course and find resolve. Then... I say this too, husbands, wives, fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, and friends, watch, watch their relationships. And I'm not telling you to go around as a spy. <laughs> wonder, when that, wonder when they're going to argue. Wonder, wonder when they're going to miss the mark. Now, no, I, I'm just saying watch their character because their character will shine in the dark and you can say, I can trust these people because they want to do what's right. You know, uh, some of the relationships, as I said, we can watch. Husbands, wives, friends, relatives. We watch these relationships fall apart sometimes because one may be unwilling to do what's right. You know, in any relationship, it takes two people to make a relationship work. I heard Mike Francine once say and use the term relationship. I don't know if that's a proper word or not, but Mike probably made it up. Uh, but, but it, you know, some people are like a leech on you. You know, you can't, you can't move, you can't do anything. Well, relationships are not to be like a leech hanging on you. They're to be dual. You input in the relationship, and then the other person inputs. And if there's not input on both sides, there's not a relationship. And that's in marriage. That's in relationships at home with children and so forth. We all need to be aware <clears throat> of how we're treating the other person. Character is the main ingredient that are, allows our personalities to continue to, me, to mesh or work together. As I said, many times we meet people and we think they're great and we think they're wonderful, but sooner or later something is missing, so therefore the, the relationship breaks up. And, and so I say this, where there's deficiency in character, we pay the price in our relationship. Once again, relationships 
Uh, I mentioned just a moment ago about a young man or a gentleman that went with me to Mexico. His name's Greg Crawford. I don't know if Greg's watching or not. But Greg, I've known him for over 50 years. What has kept my relationship with Greg Crawford has been our character. We have, we have maybe disagreed in sometimes in our our relationship, not very much that I can recall or remember, but just knowing 50 years or more of relationship, somebody's going to have a different opinion than the other one. You know, Ecclesiastes says everybody's got one of an opinion. But anyway, what I want to say is my character has helped me with my relationships to, to stay the course. Now, it takes two. Now, I want to say that Greg has done his part just as much as I've done my part to keep the relationship alive. The same with Mike Francine. We've been friends for years. It takes Mike's input into my life, my input into his life, for us to remain a strong friendship and relationship. See, two people can seemingly be mad in love and have many things in common, but lack character. And you can be sure that there's a breakdown on the way. There is a breakdown on the way. Excuse me here just a minute. So if the character is missing, some type of breakdown is going to come. So we need to realize we can't fix other people. We can share just like with you. I told you I, I'm only the message, messenger delivering the message and I can't do anything about it. I know a few years ago, uh, someone called me and they had, had something for sale in, in very big, big dollars. And they asked me, would you call this person for me? I know they need this. And uh, just ask them if they're willing to, to purchase this and here's the price. Well, I got this person on the phone. And when I did, I mean, this person, I mean, started chewing on me. I mean, that's too much. I wouldn't do this. And I'm, I'm, I said, hey, sir, hold on, hold on just a minute. Now, this was supposedly a spirit-filled man and really excited. I mean, he was chewing on me. I said, hold it, hold it. I'm not a, I, don't have a, I don't have this for sale. I'm only the messenger. Don't beat me up. If you want to beat them up, you beat them up. Don't beat me up. I just called to deliver the message. So that's what I'm doing this morning. Don't beat me up or get mad at me and say, could you believe what Pastor said this morning? <laughs> Amen. See, there's no clearer measure of our character than the health of our relationships. Healthy, long-time relationships are evidence of the pres presence of strong character. Conflict, short-ridden uh, Short-term relationships are evidence of character deficiencies. Character development is perpetual as long as we live on this earth. We'll always have to be strengthening, encouraging, and improving our character. You know, different things happen to us that we've never had happen before. As as Greg Crawford and I, we were flying down to, to Mexico and we were talking and he said, uh, Don, I've never seen times like today. And what has happened in the pandemic 
when people got put close together, husbands, wives, families? What happened when they got put close together? Their character was showing. And so what happened? There was many breakdowns in relationships when we are all confined to one place. And so this is what I'm wanting to accomplish today, that you will open your heart and you'll open your mind to say, I want to be better at revealing life through Jesus Christ. I want to be better than I was last week. I want to be better than I was yesterday. See, I, I, I want you to understand that I believe with all of my heart, right relationships are important in our life. Who do you, I, I've asked this question before, but who are you spending most of your time with? People who are living with godly character must be watchful of who we spend our time with. Because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6.14, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Now this is not talking just about marriage. This is relationships. See, sometimes we take a scripture and we want to make it say what we want it to say rather than what it is saying. And so this is talking about more than just a marriage relationship. I believe it's in all relationships that we need to be watchful. He said, do not make estimated, mis do not make mismated alliances with, with them or under different yoke than them, inconsistent with your faith. See, that's, what, that's the whole bottom line is, are my relationships consistent with the Word of God? Do I spend most of my time with people that's helping me to rise to a, another level? You know, I know this couple that got married about seven years ago. Wonderful couple. And he had been divorced and her husband had died. And anyway, his life, I have a right to talk about this person because they've given me the, the uh, go ahead to do this. I won't call their name. But... They had been married before to someone that uh, was very, uh, well, I'll say they weren't dreamers. Their world was so small. And then on the other side, their, their vision was larger than this person. And when they got together and their characters came together, she made him better and he helped her to be better. Now, he didn't make her, she didn't make him, but the glow of each other's character, the glow of each other's salt, the glow of each other's light, each one wanted to rise a step higher to be a blessing to one another. And that's what our relationship should be, that when we enter in a relationship, we're not getting there, as Mike says, to be a relationship. We're getting there to give as much as we are to receive. Can you say amen to that? Now, if you stay around people who are not interested in the things of God and pursuing godly character, they're going to eventually have a negative effect on you. And instead of helping them climb to a higher level in Christ, they pull you to their level. So let me encourage you. Examine your relationships and who you spend time with. See, I've watched this happen over and over again. 
this week I have been speaking with someone in another state and who is watching at this very moment in another state. And uh, they've been talking to me about some situations going on in their city, not as a judge, not as a jury, but with compassion because a lot of people have been hurt in this setting because this person chose to step out of character and allow themselves to make decisions that wounded a lots of people. Now, I pray for this person. I actually prayed for this person this morning. Lord, if this person, if these things are true, help this person to come back to the, to the real foundation of living and walking in godly character. Now, 1 Corinthians 15.33, and this comes from the Amplified Bible, the classic version. It says, do not be deceived and misled. Evil companionships, communion associations, corrupt and deprave good manners and moral character. You know, I had someone call me up recently and was talking with me. A minister. And as, as we were talking, for no reason, there was nothing, that F word came out. That F word came out. And yeah, I think you, need, you know what that means. I don't think I need to say it. I believe you're adults and you know what I'm talking about. But that word came out and it kind of shocked me that I was speaking to this person and, and, you know, we've known each other for a long time. And I thought, how could this come out? How could this person say that? But again, just because I don't say it, I can't judge the other person for what they do. Now, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying I would I'd choose to, to use this word. But I know what the word means. And so why bring it into a conversation that has no value? So I want you to understand I'm not trying to be that person's judge, but how they can allow themselves to say things they say that is not necessary, that does not build a relationship, that does not make it stronger, that is not bringing light to, to, to the world. It's not being salt to the world. We are stepping in the same level if we don't keep our language right. Now, C.L. Lewis said, Whenever you find a person who says they don't believe in a real right and wrong, you'll find that same person going back on, the, on it a moment later. He may break every promise to you, but if you try breaking one to him, he'll be really complaining at the blink of your eye. In other words, you've got to do it right, but I can do what I want to. No, that's not the way life is. We do right, and whatever the person does, that's their business. Is anybody with me? Yes. Now, let me just take just a few minutes here from James chapter 1, verse 22 through 24. And this comes from the New Living Translation. And it said, don't just listen to God's word. Do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. Do what it says, or otherwise, you're fooling yourself. Again, I, I, I shared with you, I, I shared with you, I'm not speaking out of my opinion only today. I'm speaking from the Word of God. This is where I get my information from. You get the same information, but it's amazing how different people interpret different 
things from this word. But the word of God is life. It's love. It's healing. So the Bible said if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself and walk away and forget what you look like. Now, when this was written, when these verses of Scripture was written, they didn't have mirrors per se like we have today. You know, we got them around here. And you can walk in front of a mirror and you see the reflection of yourself in the mirrors we have. But those were something like brass or something. And so it was probably easier to walk away from those because you didn't have the full image as well as you have today in our mirrors. But how many people, when they walk away, they forget what they're supposed to do. They forget who they're supposed to be. See, being a doer of the word is not just a, uh, you know, being a doer of the word is different than hearing the word. It's very important to God, and it's also important to us to become a doer and pursue godly character and not just hear the word. Now, I understand that people don't attend church regularly, and I understand people don't read the word directly and, and often. And some only hear it when they come to church or they turn on a, a live stream or watch a television program. But you see, I can't tell you how much you should meditate or what you should do. I can tell you what the word says, and I do it because I want to do it. You know, when I, I got up this morning, my alarm went off. I got up this morning for prayer. You know, I went into my, my office and I prayed because I wanted to pray. I didn't pray because I felt like I had to pray. I prayed for almost everyone in this room this morning. I prayed for people in different parts of the world. It didn't make me better than somebody else because I did it, but it was my heart that I wanted to pray. Some of the people that I prayed for may not even remember my name, but it doesn't matter. I'm praying for them because I want God's blessings to be upon their life. See, are you quick? Let me ask you a question now. This has to do with our character. Are you quick to forgive? Are you slow to anger? Now, this is, this is the Bible. So I'm only asking the question. I'm taking them out from the Bible. The Bible speaks about repentance. It speaks about uh, uh, forgiveness. And it speaks about anger. Are you difficult to offend or do you offend, get offended easy? Are you generous? You know, again, I know what being generous is to me, but I can't, I can't enforce someone to be a generous person. They have to do it on their own. Are you merciful? Are you, are, are you merciful for people that's missed the mark? Or are you going to set yourself up as the judge? See, God wants us to be merciful, and people of godly character will be merciful. Are you always ready to help other people in need? No matter, no matter whatever the cost may be, do you do that? Well, I want everybody at ELC and the people that are watching, I want all of us to realize we can be servants. We can help each other. As Mike has asked me to co-author with him this book, I Hurt. We mentioned that just a minute ago. We all have hurts and wounds. But why would we write a book on I hurt? 
for the simple reason of saying, I know what it is to hurt in the areas I'm hurting. You may be hurting in a different way, but God will heal you everywhere you hurt. See, are you quick to repent? Are you a peacemaker? Do you always wait for the other person to be first one to apologize? Are you self-disciplined? Are you patient? Do you really love others? Or is it just a word? The word love is one you throw around. You know, my wife uses that word a lot. Love you. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys. She uses it all the time. You know, I hear her, you know, that she'll, I'll be on, she'll be hanging up with some, love you, love you. And, and I'm thinking, uh, I hear that word from her a lot. Well, you know, I say it not to make myself believe it. I say it because I mean it, and I believe that's what she's doing too. But when you love someone, when they miss the mark, you still must love them. I think maybe, you, did y'all just leave? Did y'all just leave me? See, the term I love you, or I love you more, she got me a thing on my desk, and she's got her picture there, and she says, I love you more. I said, no, no, you can't do that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm bigger than you are, and, and, and I got more room for love than you do, so I love you the most. So we argue who loves each other the most. Good thing to argue about, I guess, you know, if you're going to argue. Anyway, do you just throw that word around, or do you really, really care for the person you're using that word to? Are you unselfish? Boy, this is a big one. This is a big one. I don't mind if you ask me that question. Are you selfish? You can ask me that. I can give you an answer, but my actions will be what really answers the question. We can answer questions, but our actions are the one that shows the way. You know, I, I, I'm not going to put this on the screen, but I'm reminded of James 4.17. And he said, remember, it's a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. Once again, it, remember, it's, it, it is a sin to know what you ought to do and not do them. So it's not just the sins that we, that we blatantly commit. It's the ones that we don't do or the things that we neglect to do. I don't want to bring them up. I can bring up a lot of things this morning. But again, I, I want you to understand God wants you to rightly divide his word and you become the person that is responsible for the things I've just asked you about. I think they're, they're really, um, I think that really deserves a lot of thought uh, when I say, when I say to you, I love you. We need to really think about what we're saying. And if we're saying that when the person needs that love, we need to be the givers of that love. Is anybody with me today? Are you hearers only, or are you doers only? You can't be just a doer. You've got to hear, are you hearers and doers? This is a question. So 
I'm, I'm, I'm not asking you to examine me. I'm not examining you. I'm just asking you the question, are you better today or are you not as good today? See, the people who are doing the word of God says, uh, the people who are doing what the word of God says to do can go all, have all kinds of storms we go through. And when we come through these storms, we come through stronger than we were before. Think about what I just said. When we go through the storms, when we go through the storms of life, keeping godly character, we come up stronger than before. The people who are doing the word of God and what it says to do can go through difficult situations in life. You may be shaken, but you won't be destroyed. Think about that. You may be shaken, but you won't be destroyed. The Bible tells us in Matthew 24 through 27, in the Amplified Classic Edition again, So everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them, obeying them, will be like a sensible, prudent, practical, wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them, I'm reading this out of the Bible now. This is a translation I'm reading, so hold on. Hold on. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them, will be like a stupid. <laughs> I didn't say you were guilty. Now anyway, will be like a stupid, foolish man who built his house on the sand. What's your house built on? What's your house built on? The rains fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell. And great and complete was the fall. It hurts to see people fall. It hurts just to see people fall. But when they fall, let's lend a helping hand to help get them back up. I don't know how much time I have left in the world, but I pray each morning, let me be a light. Let me be a source of comfort. Let me be an inspiration. Never to condemn, put someone down, but to help, rise, help them to rise to another level if they make the decision to do that. As I bring to a close today, and in just a couple of more minutes, there's so much that I could share. I'll continue it later. But I... I want to stress over and over how important it is to build our lives on the Word. As I prefaced my words before I began speaking, this is the answer. I'm not your answer. This is your answer. See, we're living in days when many people are compromising. They're compromising their conscience, their character, because they see others do it. 
I think one of the things that I realized is when I heard the person use this word, it, it, it hurt me. I don't think less of the person that used the word, but it hurt me because I know they read the same book that I read. And evidently, they have not seen in there what I have seen. Because when I read this, it makes me want to be better. And once again, let me be redundant and, or re repetitious and say, I want everyone to be better, but I am not your judge and jury. I want you to desire to let your life be a reflection and a light rather than a stumbling block. Just because someone else does wrong doesn't give us the right to say, well, they're a pastor, they're a preacher, and they do this, so I can do this. That's why I feel more conscientious. I don't expect you to have my convictions, necessarily make the same decisions I would about my personal life. But I want to be a reflection of good to you so that you can make a choice of what you want to do. That's yours. That's your choice. We're to be examples to the world. You know, there was a young couple about maybe 25 years ago, 24 years ago, when we first started our church that came here. They pastor their own church now, great church. And they were newly married, and both of them had real, real quick mouths. Their, their tongue could cut you. I mean, he could say things to her. I mean, he'd stand in our pulpit, and then after church was over, he'd say things to her, and she'd say things to him, and many times at midnight, they was at our house, <laughs> keeping us up. I was trying to be the go-between. I got slammed from both sides. Man, I got beat up on this side. I got beat up on that side. And I said, can't you hold off just a little bit? I'm in the middle here. I said, y'all are beating me up, and you come over to my house. Can we come over? That's all. Can we, we're in an argument. Can we come over? I said, well, when you, can you just come over for fellowship? Well, we can't fellowship because we're arguing. And I said, he said to me, he said, I'm just going to divorce her. And she said, well, just go ahead. I'm going to divorce you. I said, listen to y'all. I said, y'all are preachers. Y'all are ministers. And here you are talking to each other. So his big deal was, well, I saw this one do it. And I saw this one do it. And I saw this one do it. And if they can do it, I can get rid of her. Hmm. I said, well, if you're going to follow what people do rather than what the word does, that's your choice. And that night, it got around 1 o'clock in the morning. We had some breakthrough. We didn't break out. But we had some breakthrough at least was smiling at each other when they left. And now, you know, 20-something years later, they're pastoring a great church, and we communicate with them often, and they have a wonderful son and a beautiful marriage because they decided to work on their character and how they treat someone, and now God has blessed them. Let me close with this thought, and there's so much more to say. We are to be examples to the world, being different in our character, our conduct, and how we treat others, shining the light of hope to, the, to someone to be better, reaching out to others and helping them find 
their way. This morning, my thought is, I want to help every person find their way. I don't want to be a stumbling block. I just want you to find your way so that when you walk out today, you can say, I heard the word and be like David and say, of old, I want to please you, Lord. I don't want to have thoughts and things to say that will hurt someone else. I want my thoughts and my words to be filled with the life of God. We're going to take just a moment to worship. And please, you in the audience, don't leave me because I want to pray with everyone today that God will help you to see truth from here. And when you hear a preacher, that you're not judging that man or woman that you're listening to, but you're taking the good of God's Word and doing your best to apply it to your life. And when we become, when we become a person that's hungry and thirsty to do the right thing, to do the right thing, then we can be an example to someone else. On the spin my life Mending broken people I want to spend my life Removing pain Lord, let my words cry of my heart right now. My remaining years, days, whatever it may be, I want to spend my time healing broken people. So many hurt. So many hurt. And here's the source of healing. Oh, I love this. Somebody says, just a book. It can be to you just a book. But to me, it's life. Yes. To me, it's life. Yes. So I want to pray this morning with you and people that's in the audience, if you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. 
Make that choice today. Yes. Make that choice today. So I'm going to pray this prayer, and I would like for you to repeat it for the people that's in our audience and you here in the building. Dear Lord, I come to you now. I repent of my wrongs, my sin. I ask your forgiveness today. Give me your peace, your love, and I want to grow in my character. I want it to be more like you. Jesus, I make you Lord of my life today. Father, you see everyone that's a part of this service and even those that will watch it at a later time. I pray that they will take the word of God that has been spoken today and let it be the mirror that they look into. And as they're looking into that mirror where they're failing or falling short, They'll make a decision to get that part of their life repaired so they can be a light to others around and be free themselves to worship and love you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for touching and healing today. Is there anyone in particular this morning that would say, Pastor Don, I need you to lay hands on me before we leave the service today. Does anybody, anybody say, I, I have something I need you to lay hands on me? I want to give you the opportunity. I always love to let people know you're welcome to receive prayer. Personally, right here, because the Bible says, lay hands on them. Let the elders of the church lay hands on them. So I believe that. I believe in impartation. Does anyone want prayer? Okay, you in the audience. I'm sure someone out there is going to send all kind of messages in that you need prayer for. But I want us to just close this service today. I want us to close it with worship. So would you stand on your feet with me? And They're going to worship. They're going to lead us in worship. And we're going to close today with worship. And I pray that throughout the week you'll remind yourself of some of the things you heard today. Who are you spending time with? Do they help develop your character or do they tear it down? Do you help others or are you a detriment to them? Blessings to you. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Use it.
Seigneur. 